You're listening to a proud member of the Dice Tower Network, dedicated to bringing podcasters together for the greater good of gaming. It's sort of like Voltron, but with better lip-syncing. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of the Family Gamers Podcast. This is episode 294. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are the Family Gamers. As always, I am your host, Andrew, and I am joined by my lovely and wonderful wife, Anitra. That's me. We have a great show for you this evening. It's going to be a short show. You know why? Because we're going to talk about... Short games. Short games. So... We have had some insane weeks, and we say this a lot, I feel like, but it's been really difficult to cram gaming in, and so we thought we would talk about some games that are short, some games that when you just have five minutes and you really want to play something, some stuff that you can grab and you can play. We actually talked about something very similar about 100 episodes ago. Exactly 100 exactly episodes 100 ago. Exactly 100 episodes ago. <laughs> but that was like two years, so That's I mean, fine. you know, whatever. So we're going to pick up that topic again, talk about... Probably some of the same stuff, but definitely some different stuff as well. Yes. That's going to be second half of the show. First half of the show, we have lots of stuff for you. We have our fact, of course. We have our sponsorship message. We have a for science segment. We do. Very, very full, but also quick and short as promised. So I'm going to start with our fact. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Now, I know that you grew up, Anitra, the daughter of a color engineer. I did. He worked for Kodak. For many, many years. And then he went to work for this little company called Pantone. <laughs> little company. May have heard of it. Now, Anitra, would you like to elaborate on what Pantone is? Pantone sets the standards for how to measure and specify colors, basically. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of stuff that they do, but that's what they're known for. Mm -hmm. So, park that. A few years ago, we took my mom, who was a big Mets fan growing up, to a Red Sox Mets game. Do you remember this? I do remember this. And we met uh, like a lot of Mets fans. Do you remember that? I Yes, there were so, a lot of Mets fans. I mean, it was like weird. It, it was at Fenway Park. And I mean, it, I guess it wouldn't be that weird if we were in New York. But we were at Fenway Park and there were like hundreds of them like all sitting together like it was a planned thing. And so we got to talking to them. And it turns out there's this thing called the Seventh Line, which is like a Mets fan group. And they actually plan like travel outings to... Uh, Mets games on the road, which is super cool. Like, it's yeah. a cool way to see different cities in, in the United States. Well, it turns out that there is a similar group for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Okay. And its name is Pantone 294. Okay, now that I'm putting this all together, is that because Pantone 294 is the blue Dodger blue, in the baby. Dodgers? Yes, it is. That is amazing. I love that inside reference. <laughs> so my fact for this episode is, if you are a Dodgers fan, I mean, even if you're not, now you know Pantone 294 is Dodger Blue. Is Dodger Blue. All right, cool. But now it's time for a message from our sponsor. You know that feeling of wanting to finish a movie just because you paid for it and started watching it? Yes. <laughs> or when you think you may as well finish a too long game even though everyone is miserable? Yes. That's called the sunk cost fallacy. Just because you've already invested resources into something doesn't tell you if it's worth that next bit of resources to see it through. 
if you aren't enjoying book one, don't keep going just because it gets really good somewhere around book five. <laughs> don't do it. If you need a sounding board for your life's financial decisions, go to firstmovefinancial.com slash familygamers and set up a time to talk to First Move Financial about the sunk cost fallacy or anything else. Thanks so much to our sponsor, First Move Financial, for sponsoring this episode of the show. You know, as I listen to you talk about that, my only problem with that is that I tell people that about Parks and Recreation, and it's worth it for that show. So TV shows and stuff are a little different. I know, you I can know. I'm just being skip silly. ahead. Yeah, I'm just being silly. By the way, everybody should watch Parks and Recreation. It's a fantastic <laughs> show. Anyway. All right. It is that time in the show where we talk about what we've been playing. All five games that we've I mean, managed to play in the last week and a half. Listen. We have been playing a couple of games. One of the games that I started to play a little bit of, we got it in for review a week or two ago, is Sunny Day Sardines. I might have mentioned it last week, but I've played it even more. Yeah, I've played it now, too. This is a cute, quick, simple little game. I expected it to be more involved when I first saw it, but it's just a super simple like set collection and then claim rewards game. You know, I don't even know if I expected it to be more involved. Like I had heard that it was fairly light. But I was a little surprised at how engaging it was, even though the mechanics were so simple. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated that about yeah. that game. So Me too. That's Sunny Day Sardines from 25th Century Games. It's a good, good little game. It would fit well with our topic for today, except we're not going to include that because we talked about it right now. <laughs> Speaking of quick games, though, I was out with our daughter and she looked at me. She's like, you have games in your purse. We should play a game. I was like, uh, okay. So we played a round of Tussie Mussie. Love it. Love it. Tussie I Mussie, mean, great game. It's great. So good. For me, let's see. I got a chance to get out the Top Trumps match game. We have the DC uh, mm-hmm, Top Trumps mm-hmm. match game. This is probably going to be the snap review for this coming week, I'm guessing. Yeah. So um, we'll be talking about it a little bit more then. But this is kind of a, a cute little, gosh, I don't even know. It's like a Connect Four combined with set with battleship battleshipy stuff. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a weird, weird thing. But it's a neat bunch of stuff kind of crammed together that still ends up being a very simple game. But it's one that engages your brain a little bit more than like a Connect Four. Yeah, yeah. It's still abstract. Yeah. But... It's got a back and forth instead of you having kind of your own collection of pieces that you're yeah. putting into the play field. So. Yeah. And for parents, Top Trump's match comes in like a dozen different themes, Disney ones, DC characters, Marvel characters, minions, uh, farm animals. Like <laughs> if the game looks cool, you can find a theme that your kids will cotton onto and right. want to play. Yep. Absolutely. Played a little bit more unmatched Jurassic Park. No. More unmatched in our family? What? What? <laughs> uh, trying out other things that we can combine with the T-Rex and Dr. Sattler. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of fun playing T-Rex versus the Raptors. Sure. <laughs> sure. Because they're pretty much completely opposing personalities of playstyle, other than the fact that they're both melee. Because okay. the Raptors are fast in and out they want to surround something and then back off quickly yeah they have a lot of low to mid-weight attacks with a few things that can get boosted unlike the t-rex who is mostly heavy attacks Mm -hmm. and you know still proving that our son asher is better at unmatched than me (laughs) (laughs) he wins most often well that's all right i mean whatever it's it's something he's he's good at yeah i enjoy playing all right and the last thing on our list I finally got a chance to play Mountains Out of Molehills. Yeah. Which is a game that I know that you have played and our daughter has played and Asher has played. 
Yeah, this is a game that mm, it's got some problems. It's kind of a miss. Like I really like the concept and what they're trying to do with the game, but it just doesn't quite all come together in terms of actually how it plays. Yeah, I mean, if a game requires a couple of house rules to make it playable, then something was missed somewhere, right? And that's kind of where we are with this game. There's also some small issues with the components, and there's some small issues with, like, the art design. Like, the art itself is fine, but, like, the graphic design needs some help. And it's just, like... It's a little bit of a miss in a bunch of different places. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, we're at the point with board gaming where, like, you just can't do that anymore. That's the thing here is that it's not one big thing where we're like, oh, man, if it weren't for this one thing, right. it would be a great game. Right. It's a bunch of little things where it's like, well, this part's not great. And this part's not great. And this part really should be better to be fun. And all of those little things adding up mean it just, you know, it's a game. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. So we're going to release the review for this. This is going to be out probably the same day as the podcast. Probably. That's the hope. <laughs> and you'll be able to see that in a little bit more detail at thefamilygamers.com. So that's it. That's our short list. Yeah, it's it's not much. We didn't even cram in many of those short games. I guess we had Sunday Day Sardines and Top Trump's Match and Tussie Mussy. Okay, three out of the five games were short games. It really was a rough week, everybody. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, it was such a rough week. My computer was out for a bunch of it. We don't even have a snap review. I know. So. Brutal, brutal. We'll do better, friends. <laughs> we'll do better. We're allowed to be human. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we... You want to do some for science? Yeah, let's do some for science. All right. So I have this can of 100% Hawaiian macadamia nuts. Hamakua, so far, sounds good. Hamakua Macadamia Nut Company. This is 4.5 ounces of chili pepper macadamia nuts. It specifically says pepper, P- not pepper. P-P-A-H. And yet they were not purchased in Massachusetts. They were purchased in Hawaii. In fact, this is one of the reasons why things were so crazy. One of our friends, they went to Hawaii to celebrate their 20th anniversary. And we had one of their kids. <laughs> I think we mentioned that last week. Or the week Maybe before. we did, yeah. but we were driving to a lot more like baseball practices and everything else. It was nuts. So many people in so many places. Right. So these come very highly reviewed. They have the Hawaii seal of quality right there. Ooh. I haven't even opened these yet. I'm going to open this right now. I'll do it right in front of the microphone. ASMR. <laughs> do they smell they spicy? Don't, they don't smell super spicy. Do you want to try to smell them? Sure. Hmm. Yeah, I don't smell I don't smell anything. It's almost weird. Oh, Anitra is going to try them. I thought you said you weren't going to try these. Anything for science. <laughs> so our friend who got these, if you remember the almonds, the spicy almonds, yes. we had purchased extra almonds to give to this couple because the wife of the couple loves spicy food. She rated these on par with those. With the less spicy of the spicy yeah. almonds. So, I well... Think. The more spicy it is. I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. Anyway, here we go. It matters to me. Here we go. Oh, ouch. Ouch. (laughs) You say ouch. I'm like, "Eh, a little. Maybe, I guess. Oh, my tongue hurts. Are you for real? Yeah. I had three. You had one and your tongue hurts? Yes. Hmm. All right. Well, if you like spicy food, these are not that spicy. Always Hawaiian. Always the best. Ooh. These are not that spicy. This is that middle ground where Andrew thinks it's not spicy, and I think it's too spicy. Well, if you're interested, so, your you can mileage go to may vary. www.hawnnut.com. Hon nut. Oh, and that's that. That is for science. Anitra needs a drink. <laughs> so or why don't we do three. this? <clears throat> we'll take a quick break, 
When we come back, we'll welcome our new community members, and then we'll jump right into our topic. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. All right. We'll be right back. So we are going to start off the section by welcoming our new community members. We have three new members in the Family Gamers community. You can find that by going to facebook.com slash groups slash Family Gamers AA. Or you can go to the Family Gamers website, go to the familygamers.com slash community. I'll bring it to the same place. Or we link to it in the show notes. Yeah, you can do that too, if you're lazy. <laughs> but we have three new members. Like we mentioned, we want to say welcome to Carla. To Joanne. And to Billy. Thanks so much for joining the community. We already have a welcome post out there with a very funny looking seal, I guess. I mean, I guess he's not funny looking. He's just doing funny stuff. But anyway, doing funny stuff. head over there, say hello to our new community members. It's a great place to go to talk about family games, what you've been playing, you know, stuff like that. It's just really helpful. A lot of people come in there and kind of ask questions or ask for ideas about some family weight stuff that might be suitable for their family, depending on things that their kid like. So it's really helpful. And uh, we're really proud of it. And now on to super short games. Wait. Let's do something else first. I forgot about this. I remembered it during our break, and I want to mention it now. Because if I don't, I'm going to forget it before the end of the show. Because our memories are super short? Yeah, sure. Let's say that. Okay. It is episode 294. Yes. All right. That means in six episodes, it is going to be episode 300. It'll be a big round number. Yes. And on episode 300, we would like to give away some games. What? I know. So... We are going to maybe officially announce some giveaways next week on episode 295. We are going to give away, let's see, what do we have behind us right now? We have a new in shrink copy of Cora Quest from Cora and her dad, Dan. This was a kind of a pandemic project for them. They were on the show a while ago, and we got two copies of the game so that we could give one copy of that away. We also have a copy of Blank Slate from The Op. This is a game that we've had a lot of fun with. And we have a copy of Unmatched Battle of Legends Volume 2. Yes, which is so good. Which is absolutely tremendous. We had a second copy of that as well, and we would love to give it away on the show. So we have some giveaways coming up. You should tell all of your friends so that everybody can join the giveaways, and maybe you'll have a better chance to get one of these games into your playgroup. And we might actually add some more games. I'm not really sure. I think it's pretty certain we will add some more games. Okay, I was, you know, trying to bury that a little bit, but, you know, guess I'm not going to surprise everybody on next week's show about more games. Sorry. But if you are a publisher, by the way, and you would like to maybe sponsor some giveaways for our episode 300 giveaway, feel free to reach out to any of us, Andrew at thefamilygamers.com and Andrew at thefamilygamers.com. We'd be happy to work with you. Mm -hmm. It would be super, super great. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. It's okay. Back to our super short segment. Well, hopefully the segment's not super short, <laughs> or this show will only be 20 minutes long. All right. Uh, <laughs> but sometimes you only have, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes, but you still want to play a game. And so this doesn't necessarily mean, like, we're not talking about, like, small games that you can carry. This isn't like a travel game thing. I mean, it could be. Some of these are small, but we're really just specifically talking about bounding time here. Yeah, I agree. So first, I'm going to say, we asked our kids... You know, if I said to you, we have 10 minutes to play a game, what would you pick? Mm -hmm. Asher picked Onitama. Which is a great choice. I can't even believe that I didn't think of Onitama. I mean, 
depending on how you play, it might not be a super short game. So I guess this idea of playing something in a super short way, like I have this kind of thought of being rushed as kind of part of that framework. And I don't want to be rushed when I'm playing right. Gabitama. Right. But I mean, he's not wrong. Like the game doesn't take that long. To it's play. not a long game. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. Mm-hmm. And Claire suggested abandon all artichokes, which yep. again, it would be tough to fit that into 10 minutes, but 15 would probably be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are two very good choices. Why don't we start with some co-op games yeah. that are quick to play? So generally the co-op games that are super, super short is because there's a timer. <laughs> making them be super I mean, short. timers are helpful. <laughs> but I've got three that our family has enjoyed, and all of them you could play at least one round in five minutes or less. Mm-hmm. So one of those is Panic Island. It plays in a minute, and it takes about a minute to set up. Yep. <laughs> That's a super fast memory cooperative game. We reviewed that, I think, three years ago is now. Is that a blue-orange that makes It that is game? a blue-orange yeah. game, yeah. yeah. Okay. Another one is 60 Second City. Yes. So our son Asher bought this for me for my birthday. Which is adorable. Adorable. (laughs) And it turns out that I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. But part of the point of the game is that each round, you literally get 60 seconds to pull tiles out of a bag, you and your partner, and try to lay them out and make the city fulfill all the requirements it needs to fulfill. Yeah. So there's a set of cards that are like tile laying requirements. Like you have to have four orange tiles in a row or something like that or you have to surround something with purple tiles or something like that and so you're going back and forth pulling these tiles out of a bag placing them onto this grid and trying to fulfill as many of these requirements as possible yeah and when the timer's up you look you say okay did we fulfill these requirements yes or no if we did we can move on from them did we get rid of the like pollution by surrounding it or however that works i Mm -hmm. forget And then you take all the tiles off the board except for the pollution and you pull out a couple of new goals and you go again. And if I remember correctly with this game, like the goal of this game isn't to like score a certain threshold or whatever. It's literally to just complete all of the objectives. It is complete all of the objectives that you have dealt into a pile at the beginning of the game. Right. So the nice thing about that, like there's no calculations of score or anything. I think you have to remember you can only have five rounds to do it or something like that. Pretty much. And that's, that's it. Yep. There's no mental kind of it's all spatial relations it's Uh not arithmetic right which i like yeah me too the last co-op i have on our list here is cupcake academy so this is the cooperative tower puzzle tower hanoi puzzle Yeah. yeah but i really love that it's different if you play it with two players three players or four players Mm -hmm. there's a different set of cards for each one and this is one where you're trying to fulfill the puzzles in order and fulfill a certain number of them in 60 seconds or two minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. I really like all three of those games. Yeah. They're great games and they're cooperative. So usually, usually they don't wind up with people being like, I can't believe you did, blah, 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 even (laughs) though it's a timed game. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's step away from co-op. Let's talk about some two-player games. Or games that really shine at two players, I'll say. Because some of these games are not necessarily two-player games, but they're good at that player count. All right. Well, can I start with saying 60 Second City again? Because it's a cooperative game, but you can only play it with two players. Sure. So it's really good for that. However, in this list, I would also put Tussie Mussy. You can play it at three players or four players, but at two players, it is a ridiculously quick game without feeling 
fast or rushed. Yeah, I think that's true. I agree with that. I would even add something like Drop It. I mean, it's very fast. There's virtually no setup to the game. You can mm. get through a game of that in five minutes easily. Yeah, maybe 10. But yeah. I mean, I think yeah. you can get through it pretty good. It's a two-player game. You definitely could get through it in five minutes. Maybe. We already mentioned Onitama, but that definitely it's only two players and you could play it quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised we didn't come up with more in the two-player range, but I think that's because we like our two-player games to be a little bit more meaty, I guess. <sighs> it's possible. I mean, there's so many games that are on the line here. Like something like Silver and Gold is a quick game. That's true. That you can play through fairly easily. But, you know, we didn't put it on this list for whatever reason. I don't really know. Deblockle is another great two-player game that plays fairly quickly and it doesn't have a ton quick. of pieces, so it's yeah. not like there's a ton of setup or, or teardown or anything like that. So there's a lot of games that sort of fall into this category. Well, so let's move on and talk about family games. Sure. So this is the everybody sit, sitting down together, wildly disparate levels of skill, and you just want to play something fun. Mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe this is five minutes before dinner or something. Mm. So... This is like your hobby horse game. I swear it's not my hobby horse. It fits that kind of situation so well. I have to mention In Vino Morte. It's ridiculous and kind of stupid, mm-hmm. but it's fun. And even if you've got like eight people, it still only takes five minutes to play. <laughs> so this is essentially the Sicilian dilemma from Princess Bride, <laughs> only stretched out to potentially eight or more people. Yeah, I think you can go up to like 15 people. It's ridiculous because there's 16 cards. Mm-hmm. You have the dealer who's pouring the wine for everybody. Secretly, they're giving some people poison and some people wine. Uh, it's supposed to be as close to a 50-50 split as you can manage. Mm-hmm. And you know, then starting from the person next to the dealer, each person goes around and they either swap with one other person whose cup has not been revealed yet, or they decide they're going to drink. Each person gets to do that once and then the dealer does not get a choice they have to drink when it gets back to them and you find out who lives and who dies now you all drink at the end right or do you drink as you go along if you chose to swap then you drink at the end okay if you did not choose to swap if you choose to be like no i'm happy with what i've got i'm gonna drink it you flip it over then and you're also blocking anybody else from swapping well, with sure that. of course of course so you might know three quarters of the way through pretty like, much what you've got I mean, it's possible they'd be like, oh, there's already two poisons out there and there's only three of us left. I feel reasonably confident. Right. Exactly. 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 But even still, like the people that you would have to trade with would be limited. Right. See, I mean, I just. It's uh, silly. It doesn't feel like a game game. to me. It doesn't feel like a game to me. I don't don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It is social deduction boiled down to In its purest how form. much do I trust this one person over here? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Well, speaking of social deduction, I mean, the classic love letter, you know, we have Batman love letter. That's the one mm-hmm. that we happen to have. But really, any of those love letter games, you could play so many rounds of them, however many you want to. And, but a round you know, of it should only take five minutes yeah, or so. Yeah, not even, right. Uh, speaking of the number five, good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I put in here Fiverr Findin'. Sure. Uh, you might not get through a whole game of Fiverr Findin' in 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but any one round of Fiverr Findin' should only take two or three minutes. Well, the nice thing about Fiverr Findin' is nothing carries over from round to round other than, you know, points. whatever people's points yeah. are, which you write down. Right. So, like, you could play a round or two and then pack it up and then take it out again and then continue play where you left round. off. Like, yeah. it's fine. So yeah, you could. you could do that. And so your rounds are like two minutes. So you're like, you know what? 
let's play a round of this before we go to whatever place pack it up and then while you're waiting there you're like you know what let's take it out and play another round like you can do it in tiny chunks yeah you know what i mean so that's why i thought it was a really good choice for uh, this kind of a show well that's fair and even though there are a bunch of pieces in the box for fiverr finding once you're familiar with the game all you actually need are the scoreboard each person gets a whiteboard and five dice yeah i mean i think it's helpful to see the pieces and know what they are Yeah. yeah i mean that takes a lot you're bringing a lot to the table if you're not showing the pieces, right? Right, Everybody right. needs to kind but of... But, like, know. when you talk about packing and unpacking, like, that's part of what I think about. Like, sure. if you're familiar with Fiverr Finding, you could just pull out the whiteboard and the dice and be like, all right, roll and go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another game that's kind of great in that sort of family setting, although it's going to be harder for kids, I think, is Stroop. Because Stroop sure. is a game sure. where, like, you're counting the letters or you're reading very simple words. <sighs> And you're looking at the attributes on those words, but it's like this brain bendy kind of thing. And you're just going around in a circle, like just trying to play these cards and trying to play these cards. Yep. And there's two rounds if you want there to be two rounds. And that's it. That's the game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a game that's maybe more than five minutes if you play both rounds. Or if you have people who struggle with reading or whatever in the group. But with an older family, shall we say, Stroop is real quick and involves a lot of people being like, oh, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> it just hurts. It's like my brain, it just hurts. <laughs> well, I mean, the Stroop effect does kind of make your brain hurt when you're like, wait, red, no, green. Am I reading the word or am I saying the color of the word? I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And they just released a kind of new box art for that game. It, actually, that might have been a little while ago at this point. I don't even remember. But um, yeah, it's a great little game from Grand Gamers Guild. Yeah good stuff but if there are people in your family too young for stroop spot it or even flip picks yeah yeah any of those kinds of games but any of these you know matchy games playing out from your hand can go really really quickly and Mm -hmm. spot it in particular is designed for that like race to empty your hand and get rid of all the cards right and those are inexpensive you can find them almost anywhere so those are really great options just for something to just bring levity to a situation right like that's kind of when you're in those situations where you have no time to play games and playing games is the thing that you like to do you're probably kind of stressed out and you just need to relax a little bit you just need something to decompress a tool to remove the rest of the world for a couple minutes yeah all right so let's go a little bit more complicated than something that's family weight. It's a family game. And, and let's talk about some strategic games. Now, by definition, these are probably going to last a little bit longer, but we're still looking at games that, assuming all the players are involved, are going to last less than 10 minutes. Um, yeah, and these are still family weight, but they're ones that are going to engage your brain a little bit more to really try to figure out the strategy to win. Mm-hmm. So the first one of these that I grabbed was actually Cinco Linko. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about this a lot. I had no idea when we first got this as a game to review, the kind of longevity it was going to have with me. (laughs) But it really is. It's a five in a row game like a tic-tac-toe, except with four players and no defined board, you can get really strategic with it. 
But then it tends to run long of like everybody has played out all their pieces and then you're moving your pieces around. And that's usually when it goes really long, but also when it feels very strategic. Yeah, I mean, again, something we've talked about a lot, but one thing I just like about this game is that you can just sit down and play it literally anywhere. I mean, we talk about games that can play anywhere. This one is literally anywhere. Yes. On the sand, on the beach, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, there's no board, there's no, it just... You don't even need a truly flat surface. You just need a flat-ish surface. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And in fact, you kind of want a little bit of texture on whatever it is that you're playing this thing on. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Single Lingo. That's a great option. Another option is a game from Game Right that we talked about fairly recently, Happy City. So this is on that longer side. But honestly, if you're playing with two or three players in particular, you could play Happy City in 15 minutes. You're only making a city of 10 cards and you start the game with one. Mm -hmm. As long as people aren't dithering over their choices, it's going to go quickly. Right. That's actually all we had for that section. I mean, it's really hard to find a game that you, know, you would consider to be a strategic game that's going to go quick like that. So that's uh, that's it. Yeah. And that brings us to our last section. This is a shorter show, but I think it's on brand. So I think that's okay. <laughs> our last section, which is solo games. Okay. So... This is your jam. It is. My first thought was, of course, Sprawlopolis. But I decided not to put that on the list today. I don't think that's short. Because the way I play Sprawlopolis usually involves a lot of me dithering back and forth <laughs> and saying like, oh, but I could put it there. But maybe but maybe I put this one over there instead. It still only takes about 15 minutes, really. I mean, there's only 18 cards and you're only going to play 15 of them. But it doesn't feel short in the same way that some of these others do. So I cannot speak highly enough of Grove, which should be available very, very soon. But Orchard, which is the game that came before Grove, is also good for this. It's a little solo puzzle game. You're only going to use about nine cards to play. And it's, you know, that card placement and stack them up to make the most fruits in your fruit baskets. But because it's nine cards, it goes ridiculously quickly. I like those games, too. I mean, I I also played them when we had Grove and... I mean, it's a very kind of relaxing, calming kind of experience. It's a little brain burning, but it's not like really like my head hurts brain burning. I would say it engages my brain without making it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'll take it. The other game I thought of that is also in that same kind of feel where it engages your brain and it's quick, but it doesn't feel short or rushed is A Gentle Rain. So again, this is tile placement. You're trying to kind of solve the puzzle as you're placing the tiles out. A Gentle Rain, you quote unquote win if you have put together enough adjoining tiles to place all eight of the flower tokens. You can keep track of your score beyond that. But basically, if you got all eight flower tokens out, consider it a win. I like that one because you've actually got pretty limited options every time that you draw a new tile. It feels a little bit like the matching in Lanterns, for anybody who's played Lanterns, the Harvest Festival. Yeah, and when I watched you play, that's what I was thinking. The placement restrictions are stricter in A Gentle Rain. You can only place something if it's going to match on all edges of the spot that you're putting it in. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it feels very similar. And so there's just something about that style where... You look and you're like, okay, here are my four colors on my piece. Those can only fit in two or three places on my board. I'll just pick the one that looks best to me. It's not a high stakes game. It really does just feel relaxing, even though it doesn't take very long, which is nice. Nice. I am going to shamelessly cheat. 
Okay. And add one solo game to this list. Okay. I mean, this is shameless cheating. And really the only reason why I'm shamelessly cheating about it is because it just came out in digital form. And that is Role Player just hit early access on Steam. There's no way this is a 15 minute game. As a solo game, it totally is. It takes me 10 minutes to play a solo game of Role Player on my iPad. All right. It would not take me 10 minutes because there is too much math in role player. The thing is, as a solo game, the stakes are dropped. They just are. Sure, I guess. And it takes care of all the mechanics for you. And sure. it just it does all that stuff. And it goes super fast. I mean, anybody who has played the same game in physical and digital form will acknowledge that digital games go faster. Right, right, right. And I absolutely found this to be the case with role player on the iPad. And I mean, it was just a very nice, lovely experience. They did a really good job with it. I mean, it's still in beta. So, you know, we were still finding bugs and, and you know, reporting them to the development team. But you can absolutely play a solo game of role player on a digital device. Like I said, it's available for early access on Steam now. I don't think it's available on iPad yet because I don't think they have like an early access in the same sure, way that sure. they do with Steam. But it will be soon. So they're going through right. alpha builds and beta builds and all that nonsense. So I'm totally cheating and putting it on this list. I will agree with you that you're cheating and putting this on the list. <laughs> Rude. But that's fine. Fine. There are plenty of roll and writes that work well for a quick solo game as well. Mm -hmm. But that's sort of a your mileage may vary. Think about the roll and writes that you enjoy and whether that's what you want to do or not. <laughs> all right. I think that's fair. And that's it. That's the show. That's what we got. Short show for short games. <laughs> well, I am sure that you've got a game that you like to cram in when you don't have a whole lot of time. And there's lots of different ways that you can talk about those games. The best way is to go to that Family Gamers community that we mentioned before. Thefamilygamers.com forward slash community or just head to Facebook and search for the Family Gamers community. You can also contact us directly on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And TikTok. I guess you can contact us on TikTok. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure how the messaging works on TikTok. You can try. But all of those are at Family Gamers AA. That's right. You can also find our Snap reviews when we do them on YouTube by going to youtube.com forward slash The Family Gamers. Or look for them on our website, TheFamilyGamers.com. You can always email us, Andrew at TheFamilyGamers.com. Anitra at TheFamilyGamers.com. Check out our Family Gamers and Play Games with Your Kids merchandise. We've got t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all sorts of other stuff by going to thefamilygamers.com forward slash merch. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you like what you're hearing. But also tell your friends about the podcast. Please. Word of mouth is the best advertising that we have. Leave us a written review at Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcast subscription source is. You can find us on Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, all those things. The Family Gamers Podcast is sponsored by First Move Financial. We are so grateful to them for sponsoring us. You should go to firstmovefinancial.com slash familygamers and there you can learn how the team at First Move Financial can help you pile up the victory points. That's right. We all would surely appreciate that. I think that is it for us this week. We might even have time to sneak in a short game. Maybe. We'll try our best. All right. So let's do that. Okay. Until next week, everybody. Play, Play games, games with your kids. kids.